Good morning, loyal listeners, and welcome to today's Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Today is day 309 of our broadcast. I'm Agnes Drew, and I am here with Anna Thomas. Hello, all. Before we start, I kind of have news. It's not news about zombies, but rather news about not zombies. Well, fewer, anyway. We haven't been seeing as many for a few days. On our last supply run a couple of days ago, I think we ran into, like, one. The only thing we can figure is that there's a mass of them forming some somewhere that's drawing the ones that would otherwise be around here. I haven't seen anything unusual as I've been riding around, but I try to actively avoid them in any case. That said, our advice is simply be aware that there might be a mass forming somewhere and to not let yourself be caught off guard if you run into them. Anna, you mentioned you had a topic for today's broadcast. I do. It's something I encountered a few days ago. Like I said, I normally try to avoid encounters with zombies, but sometimes you can't really avoid it, and you have to put them down. That's one of the things we avoid talking about a lot. Jabbing a zombie in the head with a knife, while totally necessary, is kind of the worst thing ever. Delving into that topic doesn't really go along with our theme of hope. It's one of the hardest parts about living in this world now. Making it from one day to the next is easy compared to having to do that. I hate it. Me too. I can do it when I have to now, but there was a while when every time I had to, it would haunt me for days. I would see the scene in my head every time I closed my eyes. I would think about who they were as a person before they turned. (laughs) That's my biggest problem too who they were when they were people. I know zombies aren't people anymore, but they used to be people. Every single one was a unique human being with hopes and dreams and a life with challenges. I have to do the best that I can do to turn that off, but sometimes it's really hard. There are times when it's easier to do, I guess, when they are less human-looking. The ones that are more deteriorated and look like monsters are easier to perceive that way. So what happened the other day that you wanted to talk about? I had a run-in with a zombie the other day. Well, it was even more unsettling than usual. Let me just describe what happened. I was digging through a storage closet in one of the houses, seeing what was available for salvage. I heard it come up behind me. That shuffle, that low moan, that raspy, I guess, breath. Zombies don't really breathe, but that sound of the air as they walk. I spun around with my knife at the ready, but I didn't see it, at least not at first. That's when I realized I was looking straight past right over its head. It was a small child, maybe about five or six years old when she died. She was wearing a little pink dress and had a pink bow in her hair, and she looked just like my niece Lindsay at that age. Lindsay and Abigail may only be my nieces, but I also have a son, Dalton, and let me tell you, being a parent, seeing zombie children is always hard. But in most cases, they were taken right at the point of the big outbreak. They're older, more decayed. And like I said, the more they look like a monster, 
the easier it is to not see them as ex-people. But this one wasn't decayed at all. If it weren't for the big bite on her cheek, I might have mistaken her for still being alive. And I was seriously shaken for a minute. She looked so much like my sister's little girl, exactly as I remember her. She had the same blonde hair as my niece. She had on a little outfit that my niece might have worn. And she was hardly deteriorated. I'm sure that she had just recently turned. It got me thinking about her as a living child. What has she been through in the past few months? This once beautiful little thing had somehow been protected up until recently. What did her family go through when they lost her? Was her family even still alive? If they were, were they blaming themselves for not being able to protect her? Oh, how awful. I really hope not. How had it happened? Was her family overrun by a horde and they were all lost? Has she wandered away and been alone when it got her? Has she approached a zombie thinking it was a living person? There's no way to know. But I couldn't help but thinking about it. I'm so grateful to have my family every day. They really are my whole world. The kids are all so full of life. I can't imagine what I would go through if I lost any of them. I feel ill at the thought of seeing them as zombies. So what did you do? What I had to. It was blocking the door of the closet and there was no other way out. It was over quickly, but I hated that I had to do it. I try to console myself by telling myself that they're suffering and that I'm helping them. I wouldn't want to be a zombie. And not just because it would mean I was dead. We don't really know what, if anything, they can think or feel, but they always look like they're suffering somehow. Doesn't make it any easier, though, does it? No. No, it doesn't. All of you who are still with your families, hug them extra tightly and tell them it's from me. And me. I'm... I'm going to go find Max and Dr. Clark right now. Max keeps talking about going to that radio station you told us about that has the equipment he needs, but is infested with zombies. I think I'm going to hug him twice. Just in case. Thanks for stopping by, Anna. It's always good to see you. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Agnes Drew and Anna Thomas. Take care of each other.